What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. Of course, I am your host, Rich. And joining me as they do each and every week are my friends, my homies, my compadres. First up, he is a man this this past week. After we went to see Morbius, decided to do his due diligence and gave 94 pints of blood. Just go with it. His name is Ron. What's happening? He's a little he's a little light these days, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to lose some weight. Anyways. With that being said, that brings us to the man that doesn't need an introduction yet. He has the longest introduction in all podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool. Hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. Hashtag Diesel Malenko because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth. And the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded fella. And by the way, he's been hanging out with Butch from WWE. It is Diesel. I too have sewer friends. That's a little <laughs> foreshadowing for you. <laughs> well, I mean, we always knew you liked them sewer rats. I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Well, let's start off like we normally do, and that is, uh, how was your week? And let's start with Ron. How has your past week been? Uh, it's a very average week, actually, uh, at work. All the night guys come back today, so I don't think I have to touch a garbage truck until next year now. So that's oh, nice. a plus. Uh, so that was, you know, and seeing people that I haven't seen all winter because they've been working the second shift thing. So that was a plus. Uh, D&D group last week went well. We are, you know, trying to figure out how to make our way through the first encounter with one you know that we're in without trying to piss off the boss to this level so to say because you can try to do it without passing are you guys <laughs> just murder hobos that are trying the lawyer route now yes well awesome. yeah because because you can do you can do it in this campaign like this campaign's made up so you can do it all without having to murder hobo or anything so we're really we are trying and it, it it's a struggle yeah. <laughs> it's a real struggle for us it's so bad yeah and one, i and i think we've fucked up already but i uh, we'll have to see what happens wednesday the one campaign and i did we had that where we had to meet with like seven different npcs and convince them to work for the new guy that yeah. we were working for yeah. and afterwards like after like weeks afterwards uh the dm was like yeah you guys were supposed to fight like four of those guys and you guys skated on all of it yeah <laughs> like, yeah we rule there's always a way like even in a homebrew campaign most dms will give you uh, a one way out even if it's just one chance but there's always usually some way to get around without fighting so like literally is made where it's, it's pretty much 90 like 90 percent of it you can pretty much get out of without yeah. having to fight anything but i think we screwed up already and i don't know if we're going to be able to go back don't look back you never look back so because I, I have an idea and i just got to see what happens so, we we stumbled across an item that we're kind of looking for, but weren't knowing that we were looking for, type of thing. Like we kind of know where it goes, so we're kind of like, oh, and I don't know if we're we're supposed to take it right yet. 
and I think we took it. <laughs> so I got yeah. I, I got to see if we can see see if the group's gonna go back. See if we can go back and just like put it back. <laughs> this is a tool that'll help us later. Well, you know, you can always call an novel, bring Diesel in, and he'll just seduce whatever you need him to seduce. <laughs> oh, I'll hide it in my prison wallet. <laughs> Lothario Diggler has a massive prison wallet. <laughs> but so it, you know, it was it's fun so far. So we'll see where that goes. And then you know, the rest of the week was pretty lame on my end. And the weekend, I just watched two nights of WrestleMania and painted a bunch of miniatures and. I'm the cool guy, really. There you go. Yeah, why not? Diesel, how has your week been? I worked. And then I worked. I worked both jobs all week and then all weekend. That's all I do anymore. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Granted, you could have came, came with me. Yeah. I went to Geneva to visit our good friend George and uh, watch the WrestleManias, and yeah. uh, we had a good time. And uh, came back, and uh, we'll be talking all about that. Uh, uh, WrestleMania, that is. We'll be talking about on 607TWS, of course. Anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS or by going to twitch.tv slash 607podcast and watching the replay. Because at this point in Junction, by the time you guys hear it, unless you're on Patreon, you guys are not hearing it uh, the day of. You're hearing it after it's already been released. So you can watch the replay there. It's up for 14 days. But, uh, yeah, it was a good trip. I think you would have enjoyed it. We had a lot of good times. Uh, we're gonna we're trying to make a trip up. Uh, I'll get you the date. Trying to make a trip up there uh, to do wineries and stuff, right. like the adult trip that we go on usually what? up there. So uh, with that being said, uh, interesting. I also kind of got some news down. I think we're clear to go. Just got to make some. Def- we're going to be doing the three uh, FN extravaganza on April thirtieth, the okay. last day of April. Uh, just worked out that way between the Easter holiday and some other things that I've been uh, up to. So April 30th, mark it on your calendars, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or yeah, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on twitch.tv slash Uh We will be watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory going in, and that's what we will be talking about, is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and yes, it's going to be interesting. We will have special guests. I know that Ken M. will be here. I know that, uh, and as always, we'll usually have other special guests. So I got to check with other people who can come in. But April 30th, make sure you guys tune in. If you're already, if you're not already, make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash podcast and be a part of the 3D Fatners four-year anniversary extravaganza. I like it. <laughs> Is there going to be one more chip? No, no, no. We're not doing the one chip challenge this year. Maybe something else, though. Just for Diesel. Just for Diesel. All right, with that being said, though, before we go any further, I think we got to let everybody know how to get a hold of us with them opening plugs. And, of course, that means if you would like to talk to us, say anything, say hi, uh, ask us to review a movie, uh, ask us our take or any, on anything or whatever you would like to do, you can hit us up on social media, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook. Like and share that page, at 3 Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you're following us on all of those. And, of course, whenever talking about the show, use the hashtag 3FNPod. And then we, you can find all that information and more over at 8122productions.com where you can find out more about the Three Fatters podcast, 607TWS, and of course, Horror Zone 607, as well as the people who provide us with that copyright free music that they that they give us, like our good friend Shout at the Robots who do our opening theme song. So thank those guys, plus more. And then of course, uh, you can check out the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash podcast is listed there. We have our T Public store listed there. So if you want to buy some swag and help support the show. Also, if you'd like to support the show monetarily, you can get the link for the Patreon right there off the website, but it's patreon.com slash 8122productions. Easy peasy lemon squeezy for as little as one 
dollar a month, you can uh, get a ton of extra bonus content while helping us uh, provide everything we're doing. And uh, this week, I'm going to probably begin with Diesel so we can do a new episode of uh, 3FN After Dark. Uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about. I got some videos and stuff to show you. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun there and so much more. Uh, so you remember that, patreon.com slash 8122 productions. And of course, if you forget anything I just mentioned, you can uh, get the hyperlinks right in the liner notes for this very podcast. Also, while I'm at it, as I'm killing on music, uh, you know, make sure uh, whatever podcatcher you're catching us on, uh, make sure you hit that uh, follow or subscribe button. It helps uh, the algorithm. Plus, also, it delivers the show to you each and every week automatically. And uh, if you wouldn't be so kind uh, on all that stuff, if you could leave a five-star rating and a review, that would also be very, very helpful to the show. So you can do that for absolutely free, right, Diesel? Free 99. Free 99? Jesus. I'll even refund you the money. <laughs> I see what you did there. He's notoriously cheap, folks. Notoriously. Although he gambles. Not as much as the coach. Not as much as... Oh, I miss gambling. Yeah, but yeah, well, you know what? Just just every time you think about gambling, just look at coach and go, eh, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, but I'm not a mush. Ah, there you go. Well, with that being said, let's jump right in because it's time for this week's... Edition of the Nerd News. Bang, bang, boom. Yeah, ta, ta. Awesome sauce. All right, let's start off by uh, this past week. Uh, there wasn't a ton of news. I mean, if we're, you know, we're not going anywhere near that Will Smith shit again. Uh, we said what we said. We're done. We're moving on it. Uh, I mean, I understand Hollywood's not ready to move on it, but that's okay. We are. Uh, all I will say is the Academy reminds me a lot of Dave Meltzer. Uh, <laughs> changing the story every goddamn day. Uh, but let's talk about something that is exciting, though. We got a new TV spot for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Of course, as you know, that Sam Raimi-directed film will be coming to you on May 6th. So we're uh, pretty much a month away right now from going to see the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, finally, we'll get another good comic book movie. Maybe that's hint, hint, tease, tease for the 3FN Movie Club today. <laughs> but with that being said, uh, how'd you guys feel about the spot? The only thing really new to us on this spot was they had a monster fighting yeah, it, it was like uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, Wong, yeah. uh, like fighting some other random monster yeah. thing. Okay, fine, whatever. It, the thing that I was interested in that I forgot to grab the screen grab of was Bruce Campbell might be trolling us, but he had a picture. He's like, it's always strange to be working on a Remy film, and in the mirror you could see him have like a the mustache or the goatee style with the gray in the middle, like, like yeah. Doctor Strange. I mean, obviously he's probably. <laughs> I thought it was just like the best part. I was like, oh, if this happens, yes, yeah. yes, please. Thank you. That's all I cared about, other than the trailer, which added nothing. Yeah. The trailer, we're already at the point of just taking my money. Just give me what I want. Just put the movie on the screen for me now. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch this. Yeah. Like I said, the Bruce Campbell tweet, I was like, I know he's trolling us right now, but oh, please, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let him be a, a variant, and I don't care if it's just for two seconds on yeah. the screen. <laughs> I agree. Like I said, it's just, you know, I'm already excited for this movie. Just take my money. I can't wait to see this, and uh, I don't think that I even need this spot, no. but yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, next up, I know we're all near and dear our hearts here. We've all been waiting on bated breath for the debut of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming straight to Disney+. Plus. We got some news about that this week in a transmission. It's, it's going to come earlier? In a transmission from Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, Ewan McGregor. He says the following, and I quote, Hello, Star Wars fans. Thank you for 
all of your incredible support and response to Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have some important news. Our premiere date is moving just a couple of days from Wednesday Wednesday to Friday. So it's from May 7th, 27th. Originally, it was supposed to come out on Wednesday, May 25th. It will now be coming out Friday, May 27th. Um, McGregor shared in the video, and he then goes on to say, but here's the exciting part. The first two episodes will premiere together. So make sure you tune in to both episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, streaming Friday, May the 27th, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. So they pushed us back two days, but they've doubled the value, which you're supposed to do, right? And they're giving us the first two episodes instead of just the first episode. Uh, how do you guys feel about having to wait a couple extra days, but getting two episodes instead of one? Bullshit. It should have been on May the 4th. <laughs> nah, it, it's fine. We're getting double episodes. I can't wait. Like, I, I'll wait two more days so, so I can get two episodes in on the same night. Is it still being just released on Wednesdays or Fridays after that I point? did not say in that release, by the way. Yeah, that was just him announcing back. I'm going to assume it'll be released on Wednesdays. Because oh, so that, that. that was their thing. However, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, whatever. It's it's coming. I'm, I'm good with it. it I want to see it. Ah, goodbye, Friday Night Magic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For that week. I don't know. For every week if it comes out on Fridays. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I can't wait for this, though. But, yeah. They, they definitely failed with not going May 4th. Oh, I agree. But it's, <laughs> it is what it is. I, mean, I, I think that that was a missed opportunity. But at the same time, I don't care. Just give me this goddamn show. Yeah. It looks amazing. I cannot wait to see it. And uh, now, you know what? Hey, push it back two days if it means I get the first two episodes. I'm greedy. I'm yeah. getting greedy. By the way, speaking of uh, greedy, speaking of Disney+, Plus, uh, did uh, hopefully everybody had the uh, time to check out the new Moon Knight show. Yeah, twice. I, I, I have watched it, and I am uh, very excited for it oh, going forward. Obviously, we're not going to be talking any spoilers. I'm just saying get with it because uh, maybe at the end we'll have to cover it. Maybe that'll be instead of a movie club pick. We'll do that when it's over. Yeah, but it's only six episodes. So. Woo! I'm, I'm liking it already. First episode oh. in, and I'm already about that life. So if you're not tuning in to Moon Knight on Disney+, Plus, make sure you get caught up on that, and Wednesday is Destination Disney Plus. And they're not paying me to say that. So that means that's my real feelings. <laughs> All right, next up, we got some uh, sad news, if you will, or disparaging news. Uh, this past week, <clears throat> uh, Rumor Wilson, or R- Rumor Willis, I said Wilson for some reason. I was thinking Rita Wilson. I was thinking Chet Hanks again. Uh, <laughs> you never stop thinking about Chet Hanks. I know. He's, he's too dreamy. Uh, yeah. But, uh, anyways. Rumor Willis, Bruce Willis' daughter, took to uh, Instagram to release the following statement. Uh, To Bruce's amazing supporters, as a family, we wanted to share that our beloved Bruce has been experiencing some health issues and has recently been diagnosed with aphasia. Is that how you say that? Uh, which is impacting his cognitive abilities. As a result of this, and with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. This is a really challenging time for our family, and we are so appreciative of your continued love, compassion, and support. We are moving uh, through this as a strong family unit and wanted to bring his fans in because we know how much he means to you as you do to him. The statement closed with, as Bruce always says, live it up, and together we plan to do just that. Love, Emma, Demi, Rumor, Scout, Tallulah, Mabel, and Evelyn, and he was a busy man. I'm just going to throw that out there. How are you feeling uh, about the the news that uh, the the great Bruce Willis is no longer going to be acting in films for us? I was waiting waiting and super excited to see him in G.I. Jane 2. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <geez>. oh. <laughs> no it's really sad um, all seriousness though yeah, no. <laughs> he's a great actor um you know um definitely in some great movies definitely in some bad movies but he was he was always 
I was always entertained by his movies, so yeah, it's it's sad. And to see somebody go through health problems where they can't do what they love to do is really sad. Yeah, like, I mean, his last 20 movies weren't that great because they were just straight to Netflix yeah. or DVDs that he was just doing to bank money. Yeah. I mean, like it or not. <laughs> I mean, I've, you hear all the stories. But, you know, he did what he could to get it out there just to be like, hey, I go, here's, here's some movies. At least I gave you something because yeah. I think he's got something like seven or eight coming out in the next year. Well, you know, that's so. that's that's something. I mean, I, I got to say it out there, man. He's been in some classics. Yeah, I know. I mean, we all know the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. Uh, you know, among, yeah, just so many good things. 12 Monkeys. I know Diesel's a big yep. fan of that. Uh, Looper. I was a big fan no, of Looper. Looper was good. I just rewatched that a couple weeks ago. How about The Fifth Element? Mm. Multipass? So, so, such a great movie with a missed marketing. If it actually marketed, we might have got it too. Yeah, I agree. But once again, I, I, I'm a big fan of Bruce Willis. So that's all, you know. I'm glad that he's taking care of himself. I'm glad his family's there, and uh, we wish him all the best, man. Uh, take care of yourself, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully you never know. Maybe he kicks this shit's ass and uh, bounces back a little bit. If not, you know what? T's and P's for him and his family, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll always keep you guys in our thoughts, man. Fucking awesome body of work, man. It's always, it's always shitty to see a legend go. But uh, at least he's got his family there, and uh, hopefully uh, we get you know maybe one more out of him if uh, things go right. If not, he he left a, 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 a around a legacy that I don't think anybody can deny. So it'll be uh, you know just once again. It, I think the the biggest thing is uh, keep uh, his family in your uh, T's and P's. You know, yeah, to be PC for us. All right. Speaking, of, if you didn't think the news couldn't get worse this week, it does. Let me read this uh, verbatim here. Uh, the Crow looks to finally be coming back from the dead as the Hollywood Reporter revealed that a new adaptation of the comic is moving forward with Bill Skarsgård as Eric Draven. Rupert Sanders, who delivered audiences Snow White and the Huntsman and Ghost in the Shell, I know how much you love that movie, uh, Ron, Jesus. is slated to direct the picture from a script by Zach Balin, who recently wrote the Oscar-nominated King Richard. There is currently no release date, but the project will reportedly head into production this summer, with the outlet noting that the project is deep into pre-production and will sport a production uh, budget in the $50 million range. Um... This is not good news for these people on this movie because the fans of The Crow are going to bomb the fuck out of this. Diesel, go ahead. Uh, aren't there still fans of The Crow? Oh, there's tons, man. Every time this movie comes up, and I know Ron can attest this, every time this movie comes up, they get fucking mad. Remember at one point, juncture, Jason Momoa was tied to The Crow. Yes. And they were like, you better not, Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, even Jason Momoa was like, you know what? I don't want to fuck with these people. <laughs> yeah. I, this is, uh, I don't know. Like, like the original Crow was great, but the subsequent movies were bad. And right, but we're not talking about a sequel. They're talking about remaking the yeah, movie. I, I don't know if it needs to be remade. It could be updated because it is kind of like dated and all that, but I, I think you just let it go. Like, you don't throw 50 to $100 million at this project. It's not no, going to wind up well. You, you're going to be lucky if you crack $20 million in box office if this even goes into the screens. The point, of, the point of this movie is not to spend that much money anyways. Like, like you just... It's not going to end well. No. I, I can... It's nothing against Scarlet there. Like, he's a great actor, but I don't think it's gonna do anything like like you said we, we've had the the sequels that have come out that you know they wanted to do but couldn't do but found other ways loopholes to do it and yeah. they they weren't good well here's the thing I, i've said this before if you had a good enough script for a sequel like uh, you know i think what the crow city of angels did 
and I think the subsequent ones, what the one idea that they did well, I should say, is that they had it not be Eric Draven. Yeah. yeah. They had it be a different person in a similar situation. Yeah, it was just the girl. It was a re- the it's movie. a revenge. Yeah. And then it's always the wife or whatever. I mean, you could have a woman do the role. That would have been cool, too. I mean, that's yeah. not been done before. So why not have the, a, a female crowd? Actually, if they pushed it that way, I'd probably be more interested. Right, right, right. But my point is, if you could do the sequel kind of thing, but when you come out and you're like, oh, it's going to be Eric Draven, people are going to be like, no, 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 no. We had Brandon Lee. We don't need... Yeah. Another Eric Draven. It's it's one of those situations with, and I got to say, I've watched The Crow recently with my kid, and it still holds up. It's still a great, dark, gritty fucking movie. And it's like it, the, the the masterpiece of the, the cinematography in that movie is what really, in the, in the writing, really makes that movie. It doesn't have like that grunge era, like, you know, nostalgia feel. for. Of course, for me, yes. And I can see where you could date it for a 90s movie because grudge is all over it. Because obviously, remember, the Red Hot, or not the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Stone Temple Pilots wrote, uh, Creep is heavily featured in the yeah. film. And it's is amazingly used in that film. And, and I just, to me, it's just like this masterpiece film and remembered for a lot because, you know, we lost Brandon Lee because of the film and who knows what he would have gone on to do because I thought he did an amazing job in this role. Yeah. He could have gone on to be this mega star. He could have been like, think about when that time that comes out, that's when Johnny Depp was making a name for himself, Leonardo DiCaprio. He was in that age bracket. He could have been in that group of guys. So we ended up missing out on possibly a legendary career and he gives this amazing performance and i think that's why fans clinch to it because it still stands the test of time you can play that movie now and you're still like this is a masterpiece you don't go oh well this movie kind of sucks now it doesn't it still holds up now if it was one of those shittier takes or whatever then i can understand reboot like i said the best you could hope for is do like a requel or a fucking sequel and take the idea of okay the crow is just like this revenge uh entity and we're going to go in that direction. I think fans, if you made a good one, to your point, yeah. Diesel, the other ones weren't good. They didn't stick the landing. They did some decent things. Like, that Wicked Prayer one is possibly my favorite for whatever reason. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so bad. It's really bad. But, but you know, our, our good friend Danny Treyu's in it. Cheech Marin's in it. And, of course, we all, we both like Edward Furlong. Yeah. And he's in it. Yeah. So I think that's the reason why we're suckered in by it, because it is fucking bad. And a bad performance by David Borleanis, which never happens. By the way, unusual. (laughs) How how weird is that? How bad is it? I think Tito Ortiz does a better job in that movie than David (laughs) Borleanis. And honestly, I'm a David Borleanis fan. You know, it's so bad. (laughs) And Tara Reid is unwatchable in that film. She's unwatchable in a lot of films. Right, but she's uh, that was when she started going crazy. That is like prime horribleness but th- i still have positive memories of it just i think it's because yeah. oh. it's got three of my favorite yeah. actors in it and edward furlong does a great job as yeah, the crow gimmick yeah no i i enjoyed it it wasn't good but i enjoyed no. it but that's why i'm that's why i'm saying though if they went to that well but made a good one i would be behind it i can't get behind a a, a remake though yeah. because the crow is still a great fucking movie i mean if you disagree let me know but I really think, for the most part, I've never heard somebody be like, wow, The Crow is a trash movie. Like, that usually doesn't get said. And it's probably one of the best movies from the 90s. Yeah. Just from the cinematography and the look and the soundtrack, yeah. it, it really it really captured a time period. And, I, you know, that's what all great movies do, in my opinion. But we'll see. Good luck, Bill Skarsgård, because I think this is going to be the first time the Skarsgård family kind of strikes out at something. Yeah, no, and it's not nothing about him. It's, it's just what he's going to have to do. All right, we have one more. What? And I put this in here for Ron. Oh, my God, what is it? Because it's Transformers related. Awesome. Plus, it's also a fun one because we always like to end with a fun one, right? I can't wait. 
Speaking with Unilad, Michael Bay looked back on his lengthy history with Transformers with regret. What? I made too many of them, Bay said, of you the think? five Transformers films he's, di- he's directed to date. Steven Spielberg said, just stop at three. And I said, I'd stop. And the studio begged me to do a fourth. Then that made a billion dollars, too. And then I said, I'm going to stop here. And they begged me again. I should have stopped. Bay blamed this inability to say no to more Transformers films on how much of a good time he had making them. They were fun to do, he admitted. No, no, Michael Bay. You got paid a shit ton of money to make them. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. fucking lie. Uh, Ron, as the diehard Transformers fan, do you think that it, his legacy of Transformers films would have been great if he stopped at three? Or do you think it really did taint it that much to go to five? Well, it, it wouldn't have been great because they were that great. And I, I try to justify one as close as I can. But two is horrible. Three is bad. Four is just as is probably the worst. And then five is uh, atrocious. And the only good one is Bumblebee. And I don't think he had anything to do with it, except for a producer role. So that's fine. <laughs> Diesel. He Spielberg should have just said, take that phrase and take out Transformers. Just stop making movies. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Well, we got yeah. ambulance coming. Hold on, hold on, Diesel. You know what? Diesel, you deserve a round of applause. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? We got ambulance. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, you did have Lord. to say it, Diesel. You did have to say it. You, you know what, though? Ambulance is going to have a M. Night Shyamalan twist ending. It's going to be the sixth Transformer movie. Uh, you you know, <laughs> the ambulance is a transformer. You know what? I I, I would be okay with that because it'd make it somewhat. It's going to be two hours, fifteen minutes, and the first two hours is what we're expecting from the trailers. And then you know they're actually going to make the getaway. Then all of a sudden they're just going to get shredded up on the insides. All right. So next week we've already so ambulance comes out next week. I'm I'm spoiling your thing, but you're going to still do it in the second half of the show. But also next week comes out Sonic the Hedgehog two. What this week as we yeah. record, and already we've decided next week for the three FN movie club we are doing Sonic. Two, <laughs> none of us are going to see Ambulance. I mean, I can speak for myself. I am not going to see it, period. I don't know if Ron gets really bored. He might make a, a stop at the theater because he tends to sometimes go see bad movies. It's that pass. I, I can't even argue with my pass to go see that one. I'm, I'm still pissed off I saw Moonfall this year. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin was the highlight of movies this year. Wait till we get to the second half of the show. We might, we, Moonfall might make a return. But... Uh, <laughs> But with that being said, uh, there it is. Uh, you know, the only thing I guess could be worse this week than uh, Michael Bay, you know, say, saying he should have listened to Spielberg and didn't was uh, when they trolled Tyrese into thinking that Scorsese said that Morbius was a masterpiece on <laughs> April Fool's Day. Did you see that? No. no. Oh, my oh, God. You guys didn't see it? No. Oh, man. I'll bring it up for the, the, the second part of the show because I didn't have it in the notes. But uh, to, just on the bottom uh, note... Uh, Somebody wrote up that Martin Scorsese said that Morbius is a master. He was wrong about comic book movies because Morbius was a masterpiece of cinema. And it was so great. And uh, Tyrese saw this and and said, oh, look, and, and, and tagged the fucking director of the movie and was like, oh, man, you know, look, it, it's it's getting some good stuff. This is awesome. You know, applause to all of us. And people instantly were like, you do know it's April Fool's Day, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, poor Tyrese. Oh. I like Tyrese; he's likable, but he got trolled, baby. Oh, that, that, oh, the lack of self awareness on that one hurts me <laughs> to the core. By the yeah. way, he also got a letter that a prince from Africa is willing to share <laughs> half of his money. That he just needs to send him a hundred thousand dollars, and he'll get 
seven point five billion. You know, so you know, uh, Prince. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my God, poor guy, dude, dude, dude. It's poor guy. I just say, poor guy. Uh, oh, that hurts. Yeah, that, 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 that's so. Awful. So, by the way, here was the fake quote. <laughs> I, I'm going to read it. I got it. I was a. Uh, so this is allegedly written by Martin Scorsese. I was aghast to find out it was based on a comic book, read Scorsese's fake quote. This is the truest height of cinema, and even I cannot top it. A wise man admits when he is wrong, and I was wrong. I apologize to all comic book movies. The words are accompanied by a, again, fake picture of the legendary director at a Morbius screening. (laughs) Tyrese responds, and here's where Tyrese responds. Wow, wow, wow. I can't believe what just happened. Whoa, dot, dot, dot. Gibson captured a now-deleted Instagram post showing the quote and picture. Cheers and hats off to you, director Daniel Espinoza. This is so amazing, King. This is the king of kings of cinema, Martin Scorsese. This is huge. And then he got roasted by the internet. Oh. oh and he's yeah. such a nice guy. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. Oh. Only if Paul Walker was around to help him out. Oh, I feel I feel so bad for Tyrese, but yeah, there you go. You got a, you got an extra bonus one because I, I thought you guys had heard about this. No, one. I didn't pay attention. Oh, that's rough. Oh, it was rough. But uh, with that being said, we are going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we're going to hit you with Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. He's got the box office. He's got the upcoming films. And, of course, this week's top three. And then right after that, we're going to hit you off with this week's 3N, 3FN sorry, movie club review of that very cinematic classic that Tyrese fell for. And, of course, we're talking about Morbius. All of that when we come back. From this break. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Got a pretty busy box office for this week. Coming in at number five. Here we go again. Jackie Juban, Jujutsu Kaizen Zero. With another $2 million. <laughs> My favorite part is when we were at the theater on Thursday to see Morbius. I made him read the sign. <laughs> he actually read it. Actually, I think he said it right that time. He says it wrong every other time. Well, to be fair, the, the sign only had the two words. This one has the it three. It was the jujitsu part. Jujitsu Kaizen. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, number four this week was Uncharted. With another, Still holding on. Yep, with another $3.6 million. The Batman at number three with $10.8 million. Still holding on as well. Sandra Bullock's The Lost City with $14.8 million. Oh, my God. It was bumped from the number one spot and did not make much money. Yeah. Number one this week, The Newcomer. One of the classics of cinematography, according to one 
Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> Morbius with $39.1 million. A good debut. That was a decent debut in COVID times, but uh, man, whoop. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that shortly. Of course, that is the three. If you guys have figured out here, that is the three. What well, we said it, but it's the three FN movie review this week. We can't wait to talk about it. All right, Diesel, what do we got upcoming to the theaters? Upcoming this week Transformers 6 Ambulance. Ambulance. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Dose. And then uh, next week, we got Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, and Father Stew. Well, baby, the secrets of Dumbledore, because Ezra Miller, man, <laughs> if you're on Patreon, you got to hear us talk about the Ezra Miller saga. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Cannot wait. Diesel, that brings us to this week's top three. What do we got going on for the top three this week? Unrelated to anything else. This week's top three is your top three movies that were almost good. Almost good. Not quite. Yes. Man, this is a tough one. Yeah. Because usually the movies that are almost good are just bad. Yeah. These ones, they might have had a good idea, but the completion, the execution of it wasn't there, or just fell off towards the end, or, you know, it was almost a good movie. Almost, almost. Um, at, at, at number three, I'm going to put Moonfall. You know, it was almost good a couple times. It was almost, <laughs> as a matter of fact, if you learn a review on it, it was almost good about 10 times, but then we realized it was ADD to the movie, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually going to give it to Moonfall at number three. At the number two slot, uh, fuck, uh, this is a tough one for me because there's there's so many movies I could pick. You know what? I, I think I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with Halloween Kills. Okay. Halloween Kills Just, could have been oh, yeah. a good movie. And I know I'm going to all newer films right now, but I wanted to get a horror one in there. I always like to do that. But it could have been a good movie. Uh, it was so close. So close. And last but not least, I'm going to steal an old favorite because I definitely agree with Kevin Smith. I Robot. Okay. It, it That movie is a good movie, and then the fucking end. <laughs> and you're like, oh. And sometimes, you know, that finish, if you don't stick the landing, it can take a good movie and make it bad. And I think that's where it was. If they would have just had a good ending, we'd be talking about that movie as a classic to this day. But eh, that ending was terrible. Uh, Ron. Uh, number three is a twofer. Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> they were almost watchable. <laughs> almost. Uh, number two, I'm throwing in the 1998 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, it could have been good. It they could have been Cloverfield, but they yeah. didn't. Yeah, they could have done something good. <laughs> and just because I enjoyed this movie, I haven't rewatched it in a while. I know it's not high on a lot of people's lists. So I'm putting it in here just out of shits and giggles, and it's not what you think. Okay, the beach. Okay, like I I, I got to rewatch it. I I know I I haven't gone. I know a lot of people don't like it like I did, but I love that. Movie. I enjoyed I, that movie, but yeah, it was I, one of those movies where I, think, I enjoyed it, but the majority of people yes. were just like, yeah, I have no idea. But it, yeah, it was almost like really good. Yeah, so I I got to rewatch it to double check, and I'll put that there as number one. <laughs> All right, Diesel, what's your top three? All right, number three, we're, I'm actually going with a very recent movie. We just talked about this a couple weeks ago, The Atom Project. Okay. Okay. It yeah. had a cool premise, and it just failed on many accounts. Uh, number two, we're staying in the sci-fi region on this one, Elysium. I agree with you there. Yeah. That movie was it was close to being a good movie. Yeah. It I don't just, remember that one. That was um, the director that did District 9 with the uh, oh, okay. little planet above the planet type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. No. Matt Damon stars. Yep, 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 yep. I know what you're talking about now. I just, I, 
Yeah, unmemorable. The, yeah, uh, and then number one, this actually this movie came up a couple weeks ago as well. Uh, Rich uh, named it for the week we did the Adam Project. Uh, what is it? In time. Oh yes, 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 yes. The Timberlake vehicle. Love the premise of it, but as soon as Mila Kunis got involved in the movie, it was just like, oh, I just don't care now. <laughs> it was just it just went off on this really cool sci-fi story to this weird love story that just took you off track. Sometimes that happens. Uh, but at least we got to see Mila Kunis. It's always bad when it's somebody who's not attractive. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. That means it is now time for the 3FN Movie Club Review. And, of course, this week, me and the boys went out to see Morbius in theaters. And we are going to review it. Of course, as always, we are going to give you our spoiler-free... Well, well, first of all, I'm going to give you all the information about Morbius. You know, the budget, all the happy jazz. And then we're going to give you our spoiler-free recommendations. Do we recommend it or don't we? And why or why not? Then we will play the warning sound. And when we play the warning sound, when we come back from it, it will be spoiler central and we'll give our full spoiler review. So that's the time to dip out if you haven't seen it. And we'll warn you beforehand. So let's jump right in. Morbius was released on March 10th, 2022 at Plaza Carso and everywhere else on April 1st, April Fool's Day. <laughs> uh, of course, we saw it on March 30th, but well, 31st, sorry, but you know, whatever. Runtime, 104 minutes, and it was produced by Columbia Pictures, Marvel Entertainment, A-Rad Productions, Matt Tolmec Productions, and distributed by Sony's Pictures Releasing. Uh, the movie was based on Marvel Comics, and it was written by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless, Directed by Daniel Espinoza, produced by Avi Arad, Matt Tolmick, and Lucas Foster. Cinematography was done by Oliver Wood, edited by Pietro Scalia, music by John Arkstend. The movie stars Jared Leto, Matt Smith, Adria Drona, Jared Harris, Al Mar- Margigal, and Tyrese Gibson, who got fooled, <laughs> amongst others. The movie had a $75 million budget. Do you want to guess the worldwide box office currently? Uh, probably right around 60 worldwide. No. Like Ron. 42. You both were wrong. 83.9 million. It has made its money back, but not by much. Yeah, we just said it was 39 locally. Yeah, it didn't make much more. <laughs> but it was floating out there. So with that being said, we are now going to go to the recommendations. Mind you, these are spoiler free. So it's a, do you recommend Morbius? Why or why not? And I will go first. I usually don't go first, but I'll go first. I'm going to just say I do not recommend oh going God. to see Marbius. I'm not the only one. I don't recommend going <laughs> to see it. Uh, spoiler free wise, everything that one could do possibly bad in a movie is done in this movie. Uh, if you did not enjoy Venom, Let There Be Carnage, you will not enjoy this. Because Sony, once again, showed us why Sony is not to be trusted. Uh, just throwing it out there. When we go into spoilers, I'm really going to probably give you it out. Now, mind you, when I left this, when I went into this theater, and before anybody mentions it, I went in, my bar for this movie was so low that when I walked out of the theater, I was like, eh, ain't that bad. <laughs> and then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, the storyline was bad. Cinematography was bad. Soundtrack was bad. When I, If you know me, you already probably know my positive of this film when we get to the spoilers, but I'll keep it there. But, yeah, yeah, I, I can't recommend this movie. I say no recommendation. Uh, Ronald, I know you said, yeah. you said thank you really wasn't just you. Uh, yeah, I, 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 try to, I try to really say if you can watch it someplace for free, if you have the unlimited plan. 
But no, I can't recommend this movie. I, I had the option to go see it with my Wednesday group on Sunday and chose not to. <laughs> my kid goes, hey, we're going to go see Morbius? I said, not in your life, kid. He's like, oh, so it was Eternals bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Actually, I liked Eternals better than this. Oh, I, I, can't, I, I don't know if it's I just a long, It's just a longer film, so it kind of that, that, that takes it out of you. But I, I, I'm going to tell you, I did. I, I liked Eternals more than this. Uh, I, I can't. I can't go behind that 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 stance. Uh, no, no. But I I can't recommend this movie either. <laughs> I wanted to, but yeah, I'm with you. The more I thought about it, it was like eh. <laughs> there were things I did like, and I want to point out that the filmmakers and the actors and everyone behind the scenes did not maliciously intend to make this movie. It just so happened to be this is what we came out with. <laughs> they Sonyed it. That's all it was. Yeah. Let's be honest. All right. With that being said, we are now going to play the music that is the spoiler alert. So that means if you have not seen Morbius and you are planning on going to see it and our recommendation didn't scare you enough, that you still want to see it, which is fine. You know, maybe some of you will end up loving it because everybody has their own opinions, right? So with that being said, if that is you, this is your time to stop the podcast and come back after you see Morbius and see why we didn't recommend it and see why, you know, this movie is, you know, whatever. Our th thoughts and takes it. If you don't care, if you have no intention of seeing this and you don't care if it gets spoiled or if you've seen the movie and you want to hear our thoughts, this is, this is your time to shine right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we are entering the spoiler zone. All right, here we are. It's talking spoilers. It's talking Morbius. Uh, we usually do the good, the bad, the ugly, pretty much. It's just we hit up with what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, and then we go into everything else. So I'm going to start off. I think we're going to go. I think it's one of those movies where we start with the good because I think the. Because uh, sometimes I like to switch it up because sometimes it goes by what outweighs what. And, you know, usually we don't talk about this beforehand. We don't go deep into it. We might stare a little, you know, whatever. But I can gather usually from our small talk what it's going to be, whether it's going to be mostly bad or mostly good. And I'm really, really feeling, especially after that recommendation thing, this is going to be mostly bad. So let's start good. And ladies and gentlemen, as you would have known, and I teased it earlier, my good takeaway from this movie, it was in focus. <laughs> the movie was in focus for most of it. There was a couple of non-focus scenes, but I think they did those on purpose. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. Maybe not. Maybe not. <sighs> Uh, all right, so what did I like about the movie? Of course, uh, this movie instantly gets a point for me because Jared Leto it takes his shirt off and he's sexy as fuck. He's like a muscular and sexy, and I'm ooh, ooh. <laughs> I was in that movie theater and I was like, you know what? I, I, I just if they could have turned the sound down, I could just looked at shirtless uh, Jared Leto. This movie would be a ten out of ten. I, and I wasn't sitting next to him, people. I, mean, <laughs> I can. I, I was can more of a fan of him with the arm crutches because. He I couldn't get away from you. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm just saying, uh, Jared Leto was very hot in this movie. I also actually, believe it or not, I didn't think Jared Leto did a bad job acting in this movie. I thought it was very good in, that, in the acting front. He didn't really overact it. He did a good, you know, I thought, because sometimes he, he's known to overact shit. And uh, he didn't. He, he, he definitely played the role, in my opinion, very well. You know, because especially with the conflict, you have to play with the conflict. Outside of him, though, I, you know, I, I have nothing against... Uh, the young woman who played uh, Martina Bancroft, uh, Adri uh, Adria Arjona. I have nothing against her, but I really never felt a sense of like 
Why should I like her, even though she's the love interest? Wait, wait, wait. You didn't feel like that Ross and uh, Rachel kind of connection there? Will they, won't they? No, because they never they never showed us how it started. <laughs> All of a sudden, we didn't even know they were a thing until it gets brought up in, like, passe. Yeah. Uh, you know, Matt Smith, and I like Matt Smith. Yeah. I didn't like him in this movie. I really, I don't, I don't know what it was. And so I kept, so acting wise, literally the only actor in this movie that I came, came back going, you know, he was great. Honestly, it was Al uh, Madrigal. Al Madrigal was the <laughs> bomb. And, and, and Jared Leto. Those were the only two in this movie that I'm like, you know what? I, I, I get it. And of course, Al was the, who played uh, Agent Rodriguez. He was the comedy relief. Yeah. And Jared Leto did a good job starring, and that's that's pretty much my my acting, and I think that's my positives. I mean, I did uh, I like Diesel because I know Diesel's going to say it. The uh, vampire look for 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 Leto, more the Morbius look, grew on me. I kind of was like, oh, that's cool. We'll get to the negatives in a minute about somebody else in the movie, but uh, yeah, outside of that, I, I I mean, maybe you guys have more. I know Diesel probably liked it more than us. Uh, you want to add the positives or jump in anywhere there? Uh yeah, I already covered. Uh. Agent Rodriguez, which was uh, the... Yeah. He was the uh, fuzz alternate of this movie, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some of the fight scenes kind of looked cool. Some of them, not all of them. Um, Morbius's face grew on me throughout the movie. At first, I didn't like it, but then I was like, all right, I'm kind of digging it. Uh, I'm drowning here, guys. That's okay. Ron, do you have <laughs> any positives to add? It's just positives right now. The, oh, positives. If you don't have any positives, we're going to move on. Some of the blood types? <laughs> <laughs> Blue blood. They had their own true blood. There you yeah, go. There's a positive, like, I guess. I don't know. It was in New York City. <laughs> like, like, they actually hit that part right. Um, yeah. Um, it, it was, you know, at least only an hour and 45 minutes. It was a long hour 43, though. <laughs> I felt every fucking second. <laughs> but, 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 but it moved. Like the pacing of the early on actually moved at a good pace. Yeah. I will give them that. They 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 paced out the beginning of the movie really well. I, I, actually, there we go. I will say that as a positive. Just to jump yeah. in there, the positive, the backstory of Michael Morbius. I thought they did well. They didn't waste a lot of time on no. it, but they still got you the points. They still got you the points right away. You have the bat scene where now you see him crippled. Then they go back to when he was a child in the uh, the 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 medical the orphanage or whatever you would call it. And so you find out he's sick, but then you find out he's a genius. Yeah. So then you have the he's a genius. You have, and then he shows the initial relationship with Milo. Yeah. And which, then which, which which was hilarious. Well, yeah, right. So you do that, and then you fast forward to modern day after the fact, where he turns down the fucking Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, pretty much. Which moved the story forward, not one iota. Yeah. Right, right, but once again, I thought that the ba- I thought that they did a good job speeding through it without yeah. you feeling like you didn't get his backstory. Yeah, um, so I, I I will give him that credit. And Milo's name isn't really Milo; he it's was just Lucian. Lucian, and he was just ex- uh, exhorting his dominance over him by naming him Milo, which was hilarious to me. Right, because so. <laughs> well, it was because probably when he first got there, whoever was there was yeah. Milo. Because remember, he goes on like, well, yeah. and there was the Milo before yeah, you, and then the Milo the, before the, you, yeah, and then no, ba- man, basically, no. he, it's showing that he's not getting attached to anybody because they die. Mm-hmm. So he just calls everybody Milo. Yeah. He goes, so I don't even know who the original Milo was, but it's to exert his dominance and call him by a different name. So that's why I enjoyed that part. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it is. So let's go to the negatives. Let's just start right off. This fucking story is never. There is never a time. I don't. I, I can't say the story fell off the, tra- the 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 rails because I don't think there was ever rails. So yeah, the problem with it was they never explored the characters' 
motivations. Right. Uh, so it turns out, you know, he goes through, does this transformation, becomes Morbius through experimentation. And then Milo also takes it. Unbeknownst to us in the worst kept sneaker of the movie. By the way, they try to go for the usual suspects. Yeah. Did you it, notice that? Yeah, they, try, it, they fail at it. Yeah. But uh, so, but Morbius was like ashamed of what he did apparently on the boat when he murdered everybody and drank their blood. But he kind of enjoyed the power that he was having, but he didn't. And then he wasn't going to give the cure to Milo. Even but, though he paid for it. Yeah. It was, it was just this weird thing where it was like they didn't delve into the reasons why and they just kind of just kept it trudging along and was like, all right, this makes no sense. Go into the relationship, go into why he's feeling conflicted and go into why Lucian's going to take this, not knowing the risk that's associated with it. Right. But they did none of that. No, there's none of that. Um, you, the opening scene you see in the trailers, it's they, they land to get the vampire bats, but it's like, serves what purpose? I have no idea. Serves no purpose because you have no way of how they caught the bats when they flew out. And that, that we know they caught them because they're back yeah. in this, the, the lab later on, which is weird. Yeah. But, so, eh. so, like, it makes no sense on how he got them transported back there. Yeah. It makes uh, no sense why Milo is, or Lucian, whatever name you want to use, because uh, he's, you know, if you deep dive down the Morbius comics. Nobody I, has. I think it's supposed to be Hunger. Nobody's d- deep dove that far down. who it's supposed to be? I don't know. It's just, you know... Back in the day, it was Marvel's anti-Morbius, which was weird because he was just eating people. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Basically, I, it's, they never give you the. All yeah. of a sudden, this guy like they give they show you that he has a temper when he was a kid, but they never give the the, the indication that this guy's just going to go out a fucking mad killing spree. Yeah. Uh, after he gets this, it's just weird. There's no like yeah. story to it. Also, I want to point out because this is what we we're talking about earlier. When Matt Smith is the vampire version oh, of himself. He looks like the villain from The Mask. Yeah. It looks bad. Like, Morbius grew on you, but they did not nail Matt Smith's no, face it was, for it. It, it was, you was know, bad. You, you, it yeah. looked just like yeah. the villain from The Mask. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when the guy puts the mask on and he yeah. gets the... That's what it looked like to yeah. me. Yeah. Exactly. And it's 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 more and it's more of a zombie look and not a vampire look. It, it was just I a mean, bad look. At, at, I mean, the other plus is at least they didn't do the suckers on the hands instead of biting. And just went with the actual vampire thing because that was the original in comics to get around the vampire thing is he actually sucked it through his hands. Yeah. So at least they did that part, made it more a vampire story. Uh, but like it makes no sense when you get through it. Like you get all the way to the part. Okay, so we're gonna go in international waters so I can test it on myself, which makes no sense. What happens I, in international waters stays in international waters. It's unless, the Vegas it's of on, the sea. unless it's on a boat that you call for Mayday and have people come and you leave all your equipment and you know, and, and uh, your apparently girlfriend knocked out on the floor. Yeah, like makes no sense. No. That brings attention to yourself, and to sit there and say you didn't think that through. No, like you're a genius. Like that would have crossed your mind. <laughs> Like, you should have just taken her and just set the boat ablaze. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, that would have been a better story and a little bit more of, you know, and just have something stupid to, to link the hospital to it somehow or whatever company yeah. it was they're working for. I forget what that was. And you don't need to have the Milo, uh, Michael Morbius fight over the, the not giving him the, the cure for their yeah. illness. Just have him be like, hey, I'm the one who's been paying for all this shit. 
you don't think that I'm recording everything that's happening in here yeah. and been like, go in during what I know you're not there and take it. Yeah. You don't have to have that little there's, stupid fight. Yeah, and there's two vials. There's the vial that he took and there's two other vials. Yeah. And so one gets taken by Milo. That leaves another virus or leaves another vial, which I'm getting to at the end of this movie, which should, just should have been that instead of what they did. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no sometimes you got to go full vampire. Uh, like gave so, her the eternal kiss. Oh, so bad. No, but she. But here's the problem. She bit him. Yeah. Well, she yeah, she, she become a vampire. She was a dirty girl. Yeah, but but everybody's saying that he bit her in the reviews. I'm like, no, she bit him and drank the blood because she knew. I, I think you're projecting. No, I'm not. Yeah, I, think, I think he's, actually, I think he's right. <laughs> like she bit him. But does that matter if he sucks all the blood out of her? Because isn't it the way you know? But uh, the hey. siring thing. It's at least Sony has one thing up going for the last couple movies that they put out. Power ups. <laughs> <laughs> oh but God. like you should have just had him just stab her with the the other. Well, you know. But speaking of power ups. The, the finish of this movie comes with him controlling bats. <laughs> yeah, which is nothing. Vampire he... bats, nonetheless. Well, we don't know that for... We didn't, we didn't get the exact species. But yes, he pulled a kinship to the vampire bats. That's why he held them in his lap. But when things were looking down and he's, you know, face down in the muck of the underground, he's got his hand in a puddle, and all of a sudden we just start seeing the so, goddamn Jurassic Park by the way, vibrations. They do because they're Ecuadorian vampire bats. That's what they are. Yeah. That's what they say in the movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they even tell you where they're from. I don't know if vampire bats are in Ecuador. I haven't looked that up yet. But I'm just letting you know. They, they oh. explain that. Oh, I, I hope they don't. And they just... I'm looking they, it up now. Uh, but, like, the problem is, like, they, like, supercharged his powers. You got it. It was Morbius. You he sucks the life force out of people, and they make it cool by saying it's sort of like a vampire, but it was just this weird life force sucker. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't know if his actual echolocation daredevil power actually goes by the whole goddamn city. It, it, it's Sony. You just gotta let him go with <laughs> you it. Just you just gotta let him go with you it, can my be, ass. You can be in New York City. You can be in the center of Times Square in fucking on 115th Street. You can hear the, your 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 love's heartbeat. Just slowly ticking away, knowing exactly where to go. Because yeah. Sony, because we got Sony this. Reasons. We we got this. Like they didn't op him. Like he uh, was still just. I can hear. Oh, I can hear. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like the effect that they used either. It was like it was weird. I did. I did not like the what they did with the ears and yeah. kind of like focus on the ears. That was a little weird. Just be like, all right. I did like what they did with his eyes when he was like homing in on it. And no, was no, like, that was pretty cool. But I, I, yeah, there was definitely like the ear thing. I was like, uh, like okay, yeah. Uh, He's homing in. He's had he's had these powers for like a minute and a half, and he's already able to distinguish everything else. While you know, like other characters that have yeah. such powers, you know, took years to hone in this power. Whereas Matt Smith's character Milo, Listen. he has it for even less time, and he's doing exactly what I'd be doing. I am ripping out the throats of people, and I am feeding. <laughs> I didn't get fat for no reason, and I am above <laughs> you on the food chain now. I. I was running for the bad guy the entire time. It's like, no, he's. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of with this guy. Fuck Morbius at this point. No, which is fine. I don't have an issue with that. Like, I didn't mind what Matt Smith was doing with what we he was given. But, like, I really think it's supposed to be hunger is the character. Uh, nobody deep dives that much when it comes to Morbius. Like, if they say they do, they're a liar. And I'm like, and I don't, <laughs> and I don't remember if he was actually a vampire-esque character. That's the problem. I just don't, I don't, rem I don't remember. 
Ken nobody M's probably going to no, yell at me. Or Ken doesn't at, even know this when it comes to Morbius. Ken, nobody can go I this mean, deep on Morbius because who cares about Morbius? And if someone says that Morbius is their favorite character, you kick them in the balls. And when you when they were like, what did you do that for? Be like, because you're a goddamn liar. The science checks out. There are vampire bats in Ecuador. As a matter of fact, it's one of the places that has all three kinds of vampire bats. There you go. So there you uh, so at least they fact check something. <laughs> yeah, they fact check you. They fact check. So anyways, and long... what about Tyrese's scar on his neck that disappeared at the end of the movie? I don't know, but well, that was another that? thing. That's another thing we talked about in the car. So when he flees when when Morbius flees from the cops and he's like jumps like this like 20 story fucking to the roof and he's running he's going to jump off the roof. All of a sudden he like has this weird like he gets turned around and sucked back thing. And Tyrese is right there. And it's like, does he have powers yeah, that we don't know? How well, did he get up there so quick? How how did he get su- how did Morbius get sucked back? What the fuck? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, how Tyrese got to the roof so right, quick? Right. It's yeah. never explained. Never explained. Yeah, like he jumps up all the stairs, and Tyrese looks up the stairs and starts running to the roof, and is magically behind him by like uh, seven and a half steps. Yeah, it, it, that made no sense. So we we're just like, well, is something going on with Tyrese? Is Tyrese like legit? Once no. again, questions yeah. that aren't answered. But I think that's enough for the negatives of the movie. Let's get to the post. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I think we want to talk about the post, too. So, overall, this movie just doesn't hit the, the, the things it needs to. So, we have two, thankfully, not, not post-credit scenes. We have one right in the beginning of the post-credits yeah. and then kind of mid-credit reel. Uh, scenes. Both of them have the same person. Now, mind you, in, in the trailers to this movie... We saw Michael Keaton as the vulture. You know, hey, Doc, yeah. give me a call. Look me up. Um, what well, That scene doesn't happen. That's, nope. that's a lie. And then, that then the, the, the murderer Spider-Man picture in the background isn't in the background. Isn't in that in, no. no. So there's a lot of things that they put in there as yeah, bait, but, which is fine. They do it in every movie. I'm not mad. But we do get Michael Keaton's vulture. So we get the rip open of the sky purple like it was at Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. And all of a sudden, in a jail cell... Adrian Toomes is in, the, is, is in the appears in the jail cell. He's looking. He's he's touching himself like what the fuck? And he goes, huh? Oh, like the new digs. Yeah. Hopefully this food's better. Or hopefully something. the yeah. Hopefully the food's better. Like just like, that's the line. And then it goes to a news report. We're like, I don't know. There's some guy claiming to be a, a, the name Adrian Toomes. Nobody knows the name. Nobody can find it exists. Ended up in the jail. In the yeah. prison, we don't know why, we don't know how, so they're releasing him. Like, and, and now mind you, that would not be the fucking answer <laughs> in real life. But then it goes Reasons. to him in a, a thing, and they're releasing him. And that's what they do. So then we go back to the credits. So then we go to that final post-credit scene, which is in the mid-roll, and it's Jared Leto driving a very expensive car. Now, mind you, they never say he's not a wanted man. Like he still has murders to answer for. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he's driving an expensive car through the desert. He pulls up in front of like this billboard in the middle of the desert. And he's standing there. And all of a sudden, you see the vulture in full vulture regalia. Kind of different. A little different. But still still a vulture. Fly in. In land. And says about, I think we should team up. It's pretty much how it ends. Now, here, here leads oh. to questions. First, first question. And I need to, to, to table this. <laughs> I first, think this is what I brought up with the diesel yesterday. First question. We understand that Venom went back to this universe. Venom is in this universe, right? They reference him in the movie. Yeah, blah, San blah, Francisco. So, but he had been in the MCU universe, and then at the end, in the post credit scenes of No Way Home, he gets set back there. 
Adrian Toomes is originally from the MCU. the MCU universe portion. Somehow, he was sent to a universe he's not from. That's So my first question to you guys, how the fuck does that work? Ezra Miller, The Flash. <laughs> That's what he said, told me. <laughs> Same thing. Okay, okay. All right, so now question number two. So in Spider-Man Homecoming, <laughs> the Vulture is part of the cleanup committee, correct? Yes. He ends up stealing the alien tech from the attack on New York. Yes. This is my argument, too. We don't know in this other universe if the attack on New York ever happens. As a matter of fact, we don't know. We don't see any Avengers, so I'm assuming there is no Avengers. And remember, when the other two Spider-Men come from different yeah. universes, and I'm not saying this is either one of those universes. They didn't even establish that. But when they come from it, and he says, I'm an Avenger, they're like, what's that? Is so it that a band? Means, so that means the Avengers doesn't exist in every universe. So how does he get the tech to become the vulture in this alternate universe that he just fucking appears in where he's never been and he's not known? And he, and he didn't make the tech. It was... No, the one, it, was it was stolen the, tech. It was stolen tech that his the one guy made. I forget the name. He's actual character. Right, but here's uh, the thing. Not only is it stolen tech, it's stolen from fucking aliens. Yeah. From aliens. Yeah, from the Battle of Edinburgh. The X-Force stopped the goddamn attack. The X-Force. <laughs> Well, no, it's from the Battle of New York, right in the middle of fucking New York. Yeah, but in this universe, it happened in the Battle of Edinburgh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the X-Force the is one that stopped it. We don't need the Avengers. we got the X-Force. And we have the School for Gifted Children. So Ready we're in the this? They mutant never, universe. But they never said it. And here's the thing. There, there's no mutants in the Sonyverse because Marvel owns that. But hear me out. I, okay, just explain yeah. those answers. Can, can we, can we it, figure out what the fuck's going on here? I'm going to. Am I the only one that's not lost? No, oh, no, no, no. I am fully <laughs> accepting of you guys being lost on this. But you can't be lost. You just have to accept it. <laughs> you just, you're looking for plot points and something that had zero plot points. So just, just lean into it. Just be like, all right. So Vulture, he, he, he's a guy who knows how to get things done now. He knows, he knows what he's got to get to get his equipment. How he got it, we're not sure. Well, there's a, but there's not even... Like, we don't know that... We don't know what happened to the Battle of Edinburgh. No, I'm not even saying that. Like the, <laughs> the other, his Where other. Where did we get the Battle of Edinburgh from? I'm he, just he's, making up a okay, Battle of New York. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Well, you made it up, though. So yeah. first of all, we can't go with that as fact. And he, that part's made and up. He was well, we can't go with it as not fact either because we don't know. Well, there's How are a lot adding things in when we're. we're there's a whole universe it. of stuff we don't know in this in this but new how franchise. Are you creating the universe because I am awesome. Like I would have been happier if they went full original Vulture. Oh, then how's a guy in a green feather suit <laughs> flying? Like a guy with cancer going, woo, 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 I'm flying. No, no, no. You know should have done? They should have used him as his character for the Birdman. Diesel would have fucking lost his shit and been pissed. Oh, I would have left you more angry than I did the Eternals. But yeah. Oh. But anyways, those are two of my questions there. If you have any more for these post-credits, please. Uh, I, I mean, I think they start and finish there. It made no sense. And then for Adrian Toomes to say, I think it has to do with our buddy Spider-Man. Yeah. How do you go from huh, avoiding anal rape at prison, <laughs> eating some shit food, roop, I'm I'm in jail. I'm assuming it's the same jail he was in the other universe, but he knew it was different, and he knew Spider-Man was behind it. How? Yeah. How do you know it's Spider-Man behind I'll, it? I'll give you credit. I'll give him credit for this. 
At least in his universe, there's a Spider-Man. We have not established technically, other than what the director said, but there was no evidence anywhere else in this movie or any other movie that there is a Spider-Man in this universe. And as a matter of fact, Venom didn't even know who the fuck Spider-Man was until he went into the hive mind at the end of the post credits. Because fucking Eddie Brock's like, Spider-Man, what the fuck is that? And then Morbius was reading the Daily Bugle, so we know, all right, there's a little tie in there. All right, cool. We're talking Morbius going on a kill, well, a vampire draining blood in New York. Killing spree. Look, call it what it is. Yeah. It wasn't spree. necessarily him. But it yeah, was this, the other guy, yeah. but still there was there was people dying of being drained of blood. Yes. Where the fuck was Spider Man? Yeah, that, I think that's was, a job for a superhero. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be Spider Punk and he was at a rock show. It's gonna be Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. I, I wouldn't be upset if it was Spider Gwen. I hope it's not though, because I think the MCU would do better with that. And I'm being honest. I know you're giving me that look of shit, and I don't care. But I think Spider-Punk would be a better for this universe. You know what I think would be better for this universe? A reset. For them to just get rid of it. <laughs> just, 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 sell, just, sell, just, just say, just fuck it, back. we take take the L. Sell, sell Sony to Disney, then maybe we can finally get a PS5, and maybe we can just get good <laughs> movies. I will cross my fingers and hope that it's like the Netflix situation, and that we get Tom Hardy back as Eddie Brock. I'm willing to sacrifice Tom Hardy not being Eddie Brock, though, to make this happen. I'm willing to sacrifice that. I'm but just going to throw this hoping out Hoping that he keeps King Eddie Brock when Marvel gets it. <laughs> House of Mouse, if you hear me, buy fucking Sony. Mostly because I want a PlayStation 5. But secondly, I need to get rid of this Venom Spider-Man verse that they got going on. They're hard on for the Sinister Six. Still, It's still there even after basically Marvel gave them a Sinister Six. Are, are we going to get the full Sinister Six before we find out who the Spider-Man of this universe probably. is? Yes. Probably. Yes. Probably. Are you guys excited for Craven? Um, not, no. I'm, I'm not excited for any Sony picture. None. Unless Marvel, unless it's a, unless it's a Spider-Man Tom Holland film, which is being written and directed by Marvel people and it's part of the MCU, I am not excited for anything. No. Because, man, boy, has this been shit sandwich after shit sandwich. Oh, it's been bad. Yeah. Holy fuck, it's been bad. But I digress. Now, before we get to our <laughs> scores, you know it's that time of the week. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. And of course, the game is simple. I'm going to give these guys, uh, ask these guys questions from around the internet of scoring systems. They're going to give me their closest, a- their, their answers. It is played simply, like the price is right, closest to the answer, without going over, unless we need the tiebreaker, and then it's close to the number, because we don't do ties here. Of course, last week, Diesel did reclaim the throne. He reclaimed the throne... And now Ron's got to take try to take it back. So, gentlemen, there's only three on here. Oh, Jesus. So we're only going to go with three. So that means if the second one, if the last one has to be worth two points or the, the win, whatever is going to happen. Okay. But the last one, no matter what, will still be, still be, the tiebreaker. All right. Here we go. Ron, IMDb out of ten using points. What did they give Morbius? Uh, IMDb. Oh. IMDb. Shit. IMDb. 3.2. Diesel. Solid four, baby. Shit. I was hoping you'd go a little higher. Diesel gets a point. 5.2 out of 10. Oh, that's way too high. <laughs> Diesel. Oh, perfectly average. Diesel. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Out of 100%. What did they give Morbius? 40%. Ron. Uh, I'm, I'm going two, just to hedge my bet. 
Ron gets the point. By the way, remember when it was we were at the theater and we were joking because you guys were like, "I'm going to remember." You said forty six percent. It is down to sixteen percent. I told you that it was going to change. I I only went two only because I knew it'd be smart man. Smart man. By the way, we're tied up, so it's closest to the number. Period. Because we can't have ties. Ron, you get to go first though. Google users out of a hundred percent. What did they give Morbius? I feel like I'm going to have to do math here. Oh, fuck off. 45. Diesel. I could be a scumbag and just take 46 because we know. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give an actual number. It's going to be a low number for Google Google users. 77. 77. And what did you say? 40. 40, 40, 45. Yeah, 45. Because you're going to take 46. Yeah. I forgot. Your winner, and still champion, Diesel. Diesel, you were only five points off, 72%. Oh, I thought you were going to say like 83 no, on the other 72%. side. 72%. <laughs> Ow. Because Google users, that's <laughs> Oh, my God. Google users kill me. Oh, never below a 70. Except for one movie, what was actually good. Yeah, <laughs> they don't like good movies. We've figured that one out. So, Diesel has retained his championship for another week. So now it is time to give our scores. Of course, up first will be the nerd score, followed by I will give my critic score of the movie as well. All right. So the nerd score is simple. It is an entertainment scale. We explain this all the time. That means sometimes a bad movie can be good, i.e. the way we always explain it is myself and Ron think Maximum Overdrive is an amazing movie. We would give it a four out of five on the nerd scale. However... If you're reviewing a critic, it's a two at best because it's a terrible fucking movie. It's just entertaining. So this is an entertainment scale overall. And here's how the scale works. A one is no. It's just no. That means don't see it, don't watch it, don't whatever. It's horrible, it's terrible. A two is you've been warned. That means it's slightly better than terrible, but it's still not worth watching. Don't seek it out. Don't go pay any money for it. If it ends up on TV and you watch it, so be it. But guess what? You've been warned. Three, is it's a good movie. It's good. It's just good. It's all good. We'll call it all good. Because that means it's not a great movie, but it's not a bad movie. It's somewhat better than average. It's worth watch. Maybe not to go to the movie theater. Maybe not to rent on Amazon. But when it hits Netflix or HBO Max or wherever it's going to land, yeah, maybe give it a watch there. and You might like it. You might not. Of course, that brings us to number four. Number four is just take my money. This means, you know what? Hey, go see it in the theater. It's a gr- This means it's a great movie. Go see it in the theater. Pay money for it. Buy it, rent it on Amazon if you're going to stay home. You know, make sure you catch this one. It's a worth a watch. You may even like it a little more than that, but it's worth a watch. And then finally, the rarefied error section. Certified nerd. This is, uh, this is for the instant classics. These are for classic movies go. Spider-Man, No Way Home was the last one that hit a unanimous certified nerd. So there you go. Oh, actually, no, sorry. The Batman. The Batman was the last one. I keep forgetting. The Batman hit certified nerd. So it's been done. Spider-Man No Way Home was there. Endgame was on that list. There's been a handful that were unanimous certified nerd. Of course, me and Diesel both certified nerd last night in Soho. But it is what it is. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Diesel's shaking his head already. So we'll start with Diesel. Diesel, on the nerd scale, what did you give Morbius? I'm going to give it a five. Psych! Oh man, I should have played the thing there. I, I I can't give it a one, but it's it's a low two. It's a very low two. <laughs> very low two. Okay, uh, Ron, what are you giving Morbius? Yeah, I'm at a two. Like you've just been warned. Like somebody's gonna go watch it because it's Morbius. Uh, you've been warned, dude. <laughs> it, made, right. it made forty million dollars. You want to talk to people at work about what you saw? A lot of people see it. 
that's the only reason to see it, just to keep up with the Joneses. You know, I thought about giving this movie one, but I did promise that I would give it points for Jared Leto without a shirt. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm also going to give it a two. You've been warned. It's not a good movie. If you end up seeing it, it is what it is. Now my critical score. I don't remember what I scored certain things, but I know I was right around a three when we went to see Venom Let There Be Carnage. It was either a two and a half and a three. I'm just going to give this a three. This is a three out of ten movie. Mind you, it gets a bonus point. <laughs> so it would have been a two out of ten, but it gets a bonus point because I saw Jared Leto without a shirt on. So <laughs> this is a three out of ten movie. This is not a good movie. This is below average. This is a Sony piece of shit movie. I'm just going to throw that out there. Not Listen, I will never watch this film again. Never. This this was slightly better than Moonfall, slightly better than Moonfall. So I gave new. I know I gave Moonfall a two and a half. I, I might watch it again, but it's gonna be like one of those days where it's like I just want to hate myself. <laughs> well, that that's just your normal sex life, so you're fine. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, that brings us to the end of the program. But before we go, of course, we gotta pay them bills. It's time to hit you with them shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You type three fat nerds into any podcast provider out there and booyakasha there we are remember for everything we talk about it's the number three not the word three of course while you're at that podcast provider make sure you smash that subscribe or like button to get our show instantly delivered to you each and every week and also a little extra homework here if you haven't already drop that five star review on the thing so we can add to that algorithm and we appreciate it greatly and we're also on facebook Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast, and there you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Remember, for all the social medias, use that hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. But nerds, I love Morbius. Did you? Well, email us. Tell us all about it. Threefatnerdspod at gmail.com. Of course, here's my double duty for the day. Make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 607podcast, where every Monday night, we bring myself and Kenna from the Ocho Duro Parlayor podcast, bring you 607TWS, where we talk all things pro wrestling. Of course, you can jump in live and watch it on the chat, or we leave it up for the full 14 days. You can watch it on Twitter, so you can watch it after Twitch, so you can watch it after Effect. Or if you like it in podcast form, search for it by searching 607TWS, wherever you get great podcasts. And of course, there's more things that go on there on twitch.tv slash your podcast most importantly coming up april 30th 9 p.m eastern standard time we will be live from dragon master games with the three fat nerds four year anniversary extravaganza you're gonna want to tune in to hear us chat about how fucked up truly Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory is, plus much, much more. So you're going to want to tune in for that. We're going to have a ton of extra special guests. We're going to have people in the house. We're going to have a little party atmosphere. We always have a good time when we have our anniversaries, and we're going to do it once again live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Also, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do that on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. We got some bonus content over there, including the Three Fat Nerds podcast early, and it's the uncut, unedited, uncooked edition, so you get bonus stuff and so much more, and you get, you know what? You get to help the show, and we really, truly appreciate it. Remember, patreon.com slash 8122productions. H-T-T-P colon backslash backslash eight one double deuce p-r-o-d-u-c-t-i-o-n-s dot com eight one two two productions dot com for all things eight one two two productions find out more about the three vendors podcast horror zone 607 and 607 tws 
Go see uh, the link to the T Public store where you can pick you up some swag and help support the show. The links to the Patreon and to Twitch are there as well. As well as all the musical acts that allow us to use their music. We're going to give them a shout out right now, though. Shout out the robots who do our theme song. We have our good friends, our good friend Tom Jolu, our friend Second Suitor, uh, of course, Floodlands, and of the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and the Jasons from West Virginia. Thank you guys for allowing us to use your music. Go there to find all the great links to their music. Also, while you're there, you can check out our friends of the show, including the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, and of course, our friends at Sci Fi Horror Fest. Going down on August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. You're not going to want to miss this. For all ticket information, go to scifihorrorfest.com. Tickets are just $20 for the weekend, $15 for day pass. We got celebrities just announced this week. Friday the 13th, part six, Jason C.J. Graham will be at Sci-Fi Horror Fest with a ton of vendors and other celebrities to be announced. You're not going to want to miss this date. It's going to be an awesome time. And the three fat nerds will be there in full force having a great time like we always do when we get to go to Sci-Fi Horror Fest. And then, of course, all this, all these links and everything for the website and everything, you can also find the hyperlinks below in the liner notes for this podcast, whatever provider you have. But lastly, on that website, you can find our local sponsors who help us bring the show to you commercial-free each and every week. But we're going to give them a shout-out now because we love them so much. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And of course, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events going on at the store, make sure you follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing. Look at it, 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them three fenders sent you. Ronald? One out of ten stars. Give me a break. I'm sorry to all out there who think this is the second best film ever made. Shawshank, Godfather 2, etc., etc. Obviously, you've not seen these great films or you just have no taste. What I saw out of this film was three long... Hours of talking, then walking, then talking some more. Then every fight sequence seemed pretty much the same. Oh no, it's blah blah. Boring fight sequence. Someone dies slowly. Then we walk some more. Don't get me wrong, it did have its moments. The cinematography was good. So let's nominate whoever did that. Let's not nominate this for best picture because it was nowhere near the caliber film to quality for that honor. I just hope the Academy is smart enough to recognize this. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. I just want to say there was a, a, a great uh, thing put up this week asking name a thing that'll name a sentence that'll piss off Star Wars fans. And I flipped <laughs> the Kevin Smith statement. I said, there's only one return and it's of the king. I don't believe that because I'm a Star Wars fan, but uh, it, it got good reactions on the internet. <laughs> Diesel, you felt like you wanted to say something. Well, just that. Can you read that last line once oh. more? Oh, I now you're forcing Ron to oh. pick something back up. No, no, just the last line. Just the last line. Because uh, I think it fits in with what's been going I, on. I here. already closed it out, dude. He oh. closed it out. Oh, the uh, Academy. Oh. Yeah. The Academy chose. It said, hopefully, the Academy chooses wisely and doesn't yeah, select this yeah, movie. Yes. yes. Yeah, the Academy never chooses wisely. That's all I was getting. <laughs> they at. chose Will Smith. Yes, uh, they chose they chose violence. That's what they chose. With, with that being said, though, I choose violence. No, oh, Jesus, calm it down over there, Starsky. Anyways, uh, with that being said, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Three Fighters Podcast. Hopefully, you were entertained and you had a lot of fun, and uh, you know we gave you our takes and our opinions on the nerd news, and of course, 
our review of Morbius. Next week, the 3FN Movie Club, we will be reviewing Sonic the Hedgehog 2, possibly the last movie that... Uh, one uh, Jim, Carrey. Jim Carrey's going to be in. He says he might be retiring. Who knows? I'm just throwing it out there. Not for health reasons, though. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, until then, all I have to say is tune in next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And later, nerds. Later. Remember that scene in Morbius when they were at the park bench? Did anyone else get Brokeback Mountain vibes? Because I was all about that life. Lord of the Rings just sucks people. If you take my hand, we could order Chinese food, get high, and then watch New Japan. Rainmaker, my heart so damn hard I can no longer stand in this room I'm starting to swoon The walls made of neon But I can't stop looking at you Looking at you And I've got a To shatter the hourglass emptying all of the sand This moment is infinite dancing along with the band Will you sing with only one wing The angel I've looked for and she can't stop looking Top ropes, one.